It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. But right now, it's a chance for you and your dog, whether it's a Bichon something or an Abra-Labra doodly thingamajiggy. All these crossbreeds confuse me. But if you've got a dog who is confused, this is a chance to get it sorted out with some free advice from Darren Rowe, a dog behaviourist from Mindfulness for Dogs. The number, 0800 844 747. G'day, Darren. G'day, uh, Roman. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Um, I, I was just chatting to Darren um, off air, actually, about because I walk this dog called Izzy. She's a Waimarana. She's beautiful. She makes me look good. <laughs> I meet beautiful women by walking this dog. Oh. It's a great way to meet people. It is. It is. But indeed. she has no manners, not the woman, the dog. And, <laughs> and I was walking her up Mount Eden during the week, and someone else rewarded Izzy with a dog treat, and she hadn't done anything good. Isn't that so annoying when people treat your dogs, yeah. when, when they're doing something so bad, yeah. that, and they've just told that dog that that's the right behaviour, and then those whole weeks of training, maybe in a class, are just totally blown by that one person doing that. Yeah, I always yeah. say, don't treat other people's dogs unless you ask their owners first, ah. because otherwise you might be encouraging behaviours that just aren't appropriate. Well, you wouldn't walk up to someone else's <laughs> children and shove a lollipop in their face, would well, you? you'd so, probably be put away. Well, you probably should be too. <laughs> so we are going to talk about rewards, and um, <clears throat> have I got this right in thinking that for some dogs, just using the right tone makes them light up, and they wag their oh. tail, and they love you for using nice words, right? Yeah, completely. I think we... We portray our praise through our voice and our, in- our intonation in our voice way more. And also our eyes. Um, we don't use our eyes enough. Um, I think dogs look at our eyes all the time and they, they'll see whether we really mean it. It's that, oh, that kind of word authenticness, isn't it? If we don't authentically mean the praise, they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'll just go away. But one of the things I want to talk about today really is about how we inappropriately use praise. Oh. And that's more of a problem than I think than actually praising. You know, we can all give a dog a treat. The classic example I see is where we get dogs that jump up all the time. I see that all the time, and probably 80% of the business that I get will be dogs jumping up or pulling on leads, really. And they're the same kind of issue, really, I guess. So when a dog jumps up, we're always told, we go on the internet, don't we, and we read all that lovely free advice, and we're told to turn. Yeah. Well, that sometimes works for some dogs, but some dogs turning away from, like, herding dogs, Mm. that's what they're trying to get us to do, aren't they, to to move us on. Mm. So we can inadvertently get the wrong kind of action from a dog. As a, as a dog behaviourist, what is, in your, from your point of view, what is a dog trying to tell you by jumping up on you? So some people would say it's a dominant thing. Um, I don't buy into that. That's mm. rubbish as far as I'm concerned. Dogs are desperately, desperately trying to fit into our family. And one of the things that puppies and, and dogs do is they jump on each other, mm. right? And that's the way they, they form those bonds. And they're just trying to do the same thing. If we've praised that inadvertently, mm. we've told them that's the right behaviour. And then they think that's what we want. So... Any touch, any eye contact, any conversation with a dog while they're doing that is telling them that it's attention. It's, about, it's kind of back to that, I'm a naughty dog, I'm a naughty child. I think of it as a three-year-old yes. just seeking attention. So I'll go and do naughty things and mum tells me off. And that's the only, only attention they get. They're going to get more of it. They're going to okay. want more of it. I'm going to tell you a little story then. So when I go to pick up Izzy, the borrowed Waimarana, if you want to see Izzy, she's on my Instagram page. She's beautiful. Some lovely photos there as well. Oh, she really is a beautiful <laughs> dog. But when I go to pick her up, she wants to jump up on me. I'm kind of going, mm-hmm, not really great. The owner's saying, oh, get down, Izzy. And I'm sort of patting Izzy. Izzy's confused, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so the owner's um, praising that behaviour for saying get down, Izzy. Izzy doesn't understand what get down is. Mm. If she did, she would do it, wouldn't she? Yeah. So um, the fact that you're ignoring her is really good. But do you know what the most important thing is? It's that back down to that let's be positive again. Mm. The second they get down, what a good dog. Because otherwise we don't, we're not telling them what we really want. We're just telling them what we don't want. Yeah. And that's the important thing. Ignore the bad, praise the good. 
Yes. So easily done, though. So easily said, isn't it? Oh, I like what you're saying. We're <laughs> going to find out more about this. If you've got a dog who just does not listen to you and you're doing your head in, like quite literally, it can be quite infuriating oh, and embarrassing, can't it? <clears throat> yeah, it can be. Give this number a call. You can have a chat with Darren right now. I won't charge you a cent. 0800 <laughs> 844 747. And we'll come to some contact details if you don't manage to get through this morning for Darren uh, post the show. But let's get to Bruce. G'day, Bruce. How are you? Yeah, morning, guys. Morning, Bruce. Hey, Darren. <clears throat> Thanks for your time. I've got, a, um, I've got a little house dog. She's coming up two years old. She wants to lick my hands a lot. Is this a habit or is she lacking something? Um, what, what, is going on? what kind of dog? She's Australian Terrier. Okay. <clears throat> so is this is this particular is this all the time or is it just around dinner time or around sort of food time? <clears throat> no, it's not all the time. It's um, it's in fits and starts. It, it's not around meal time. It's like okay. if I'm sitting down watching TV, she'll come and want to lick my hand. If yeah. I've been sitting on the floor playing with her, um, she she will want to lick my hand. Yeah. It's, so, um, so so sometimes there's, there's a few different reasons why dogs lick. Um, it could be because they're hungry. If you think about the parent, uh, little puppies, they lick, lick the mums to get food. So if it's not around mealtime, it's probably not that. It could be an attention-seeking behaviour, which is probably more likely. And <laughs> inadvertently, interesting we're talking about, inadvertently you probably praised that at some point when she was a puppy or when she was younger, and she now thinks that's the way that she gets your attention. With the little dogs, it's either scratching at your knees, barking at you or yeah. licking, generally speaking. So just totally ignore it. Don't, don't ignore yeah. it in a nasty way, but then catch no. her when she goes into a sit and say, oh, what a good dog. And then what will happen is your dog will realise that that's the positive behaviour you're looking for and the other one isn't. <coughs> Okay, thank you. Yep, wonderful, Bruce. Thank you. Good stuff, Bruce. I had a a border terrier, as you know, a border terrier years ago called Max, and he treated everybody like a lollipop. He would walk past and (laughs) casually just lick you as he strolled on through. (laughs) I could never work out what he was doing, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was encouraged. I've got one like that myself, my border collie. She's a a big licker, but she was a big biter. So she's moved from biting to licking, so I've got no problems with that in the moment. (laughs) Yeah, I'd rather be licked than bitten, I guess. She was a rescue dog, I will say. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, you're doing well with your seven dogs. Now, look, if you've got a question, 0800. 844-747. Let's go back to rewarding a dog. Mm. I personally have never used treats, but mm. I reckon it would be the way to make Izzy learn to walk at my pocket, at my heel. Yeah. So again, I, I get this quite a lot. Oh, I don't want my dog to be focused on treats. If you introduce treats in the right way, the focus is on you because you're the one providing the treats. If you just allow your dog to stare at the treat all the time, then the dog's having a relationship with the treat, not you. Yeah. So that's where that all goes wrong, particularly with the like Labradors and things like that. But You've got to motivate your dog in the right way. So some dogs just don't do treats or they, um, when they're really high energy, they're really excited. Treats just don't mean anything because they can't smell particularly mm. then. So toys, treats, all those kind of things, you've got to use the right thing for your dog. And, and that's the great thing about going to a trainer. If they've got experience, they'll, they'll recognise what's right for your dog, not necessarily all the other dogs they've trained. Yeah. So it's really important. That. Okay. So just before we move on, has the thinking around how to reward or treat a dog changed in recent years? Or is it pretty much stock standard? Pretty much the same, but I think the message has been pretty confused over the years. Right. Um, so the golden rule is that when a dog does a behaviour, you mark that behaviour, um, whether that's with a good girl, good boy, or a treat. It's important. I tend to use clicker training, mm. and that takes out the idiot factor, i.e. the person and myself. So you click when the dog does the right behaviour, and then you've got maybe three or four seconds to, to treat the dog however you want to do that, whether it's toy play, treat, or just your voice. And then the dog will associate those two the, the click and the action with the treat and go, oh, I like that. So at some point, do you just click and there's no treat? Yeah, so so you fade, it's called fading, so you fade out the treat. So, for example, uh, a sit. 
pretty pretty standard thing. But when you're training a new trick like a sit, you would treat quite regularly, and then over time you would start to fade that treat out. So a dog just does it because it wants to do it, not because it's looking for the treat. Otherwise, you get that obsessive yeah. Labrador food thing. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> would that still work over time with your garden variety waste disposal unit Labrador? <laughs> it will, yeah. <clears throat> so it just depends on on the time. So so Labradors are really obsessed with food. I shouldn't. It's bad for Labradors. But why are a lot they? Of, I don't know. It's probably something to do with the genetics, but they do seem to be really they, hyped they and really are. motivated by food. So use that motivation. Don't don't shy away from it, but use it correctly. Yeah, it's really yeah. important. Yeah. Do you know, years ago, someone <laughs> I know had a one kilo of cheese sitting on their table and they turned away and it was gone <laughs> and the Labrador ate the whole thing. I don't know. Wow. It probably was constipated for, for years <sighs> afterwards. But, um, so 0800 747 is the number to come through and have a chat with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. Sunday Cafe at Magic .co.nz. That's the flash new email address here, 3920 for a text. But it's much better if you call right now for that free consultation discussion with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. The number 0800 844 747. Dog treats. Why is it that some of us think that dogs want to eat what we eat? You know, little bits of chocolate and little bits of bread. These oh. are things you just never give a dog. No, it's not. Originally when dogs, when dogs first socialised with us or just domesticated, they would have been eating our foods, but I think our diet's changed over the years, and it's so what we would naturally give a dog would be meat, vegetables, that kind of thing. I've seen some pretty horrific tales about dogs. There was a Facebook page going around, an um, advert going around where a dog had eaten chocolate at Christmas time, oh. and the diarrhea and, and the vomiting was just horrendous. I don't think people really appreciate how bad a dog can get. They can die. It's, mm. it's a toxin. And, and xyatol, which is a sugar replacement, um, synthetic sugar, that can kill a dog. I mean, really quickly. Um, mm. So, so we really got to be mindful about what we're feeding our dogs. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a good thing. So, just yeah. don't feed any anything that's bad for you, really, because they're all bad for you as well, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and I don't know of um, any. Look, I've never interviewed a dog, but I wouldn't think dogs crave Tim Tams and pieces of chocolate. Why do we do that? So, I think I don't think a dog really even realizes what it's eating before it's in its gold. Yeah. So, if if you're giving your dog something, it's thinking, yeah, they, they've got complete trust in us, haven't they? So if you're giving your dog a, a treat, they're going to go, oh, I can eat that. Why shouldn't I? And it's only once it's in there, then they realise it's a problem. But they're still not going to hold it against you. They're still going to eat it again mm. <laughs> straight away. There must be something your dog does uh, that you're not happy with. And if you'd like to get that corrected, you can teach an old dog new tricks. I've, I've learnt that from Darren over the last few months. 0800 844 Is it a case of just having their normal dog biscuits in your pocket? Is that a treat enough? So you have to ramp the treats up. So if you're trying oh. a brand new trick, first of all, if you're feeding your... Well, it's the same with you. If you were feeding, eating the same food every day, and then somebody asked you to do something really hard, and they said, oh, I'm just going to give you the same meal, you're going to go, yeah, nothing in it for me. So I always, if it's a new trick, I always start with fresh chicken cooked. I tend to use cooked chicken or something really smelly. Some people use it like a liver sausage or something like that. Yep, that normally works. And then you slowly ramp that treat down. And if you're out in the park and you want to learn a new trick, definitely got to be smelly because the dog's olfactory systems start to slow down the more really? excited they get. It's, it's going into that fight, um, flight and fight. They have adrenaline kicking around the body and, and the higher functions, and particularly the nasal functions, start to slow down a little bit. Hang on, though. Izzy and I go for some mega walks, like 12, 15k walks up around the volcanoes. You couldn't have a piece of smelly old chicken in your pocket, could you? <laughs> what you could do is up to you. <laughs> I have very old trousers that just smell of... Dog treats. Dog. Doesn't matter how much you wash them, they're still smelly oh. of dog treats. The dogs love my trousers. <laughs> 0800-844-747. If you're a smart dog, call that now. You can yeah. have a chat with Darren. G'day, Graham. Graham's on the line. 
Yeah, I have a, a Bichon, and he's just turned 20 this um, 20. month. 20? Wow. Yes, he's doing quite well, but we do have a major problem with him, <laughs> which is developed as urinating um, oh. in, the, in the house. Now, he never <clears throat> used to do this type of thing, but this has come on probably about the last or oh, 12 to 13 months, yeah. and I don't know how to correct him uh, again on this, but he's never done it before, but somehow this has just crept in, and yeah. I don't know what to do about it. Well, thanks for ringing, Graham, and wow, what's your secret? Keeping a dog for 20 years, that's amazing, especially a little Bichon, that's incredible. Well, well he, he does have an egg cup full every night of um, Gillis. Guinness, wow. Okay, <laughs> that threw me completely. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. no, he thoroughly yeah. enjoys it, you know. When he's finished, he'll go and rub his nose into the carpet, both sides of his nose, of course. Um, but uh, that's all we give him, but he's not interested in anything which is terribly aerated. <laughs> um, I think, oh, wow, you've had 20 wonderful years by the sounds of it with this dog, and, and, and now we've got a, a slight problem. I think this could just be a, a, a matter of old age, you know, those muscles don't quite work as well as they should be when they get older. To get to 20 and not have that problem is, is absolutely amazing. You might want to go and speak to your vet because it sounds like it's just deterioration over time and there might be something your vet can give them, a bit, bit of medicine or something that can tone those muscles a bit more. Bar that, just um, really just watching them and, and not making a big thing of it. Don't Don't make his last sort of... Well, the next 20 years of his life, shall we say, all about him peeing on the carpet. Make, you know, celebrate the 20 years that you have had of being mm. amazing. Hey, Graham, yeah. you could have signed him up with Dry July. Yeah, it's incredible. That would have solved it all. <laughs> dry July. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the best, Graham. I hope that works out. And, um, and do call back again if you do have any more issues with your dog because these things can be really hard to change. Habits of a lifetime, uh, especially with a, yeah. a lovely little fluffy handbag dog like that. G'day, Trish. Yes, good morning, gents. Good morning, um, Trish. Hi, I've got two mixed breed terriers and one of them I rescued when he was about four. He's ten now. And... Um, he has a bad habit. He's a bit of a sexual deviant. Um, <laughs> no dog is safe on the beach. You know. um, he wants to hump everything and, you know, horses as well. Size is not a problem. Horses? How on yes. earth? Yes, yes. So he has wow. to be put on the lead when we see anything that's too tall. Good Lord. Um, wow. Send some pictures in. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do I stop how this behaviour? Um, um, he's, he's, presumably he's been neutered. He was neutered when he was yeah. four. I, what I don't know about <coughs> his previous, you know, his life. I yeah. think it must have been quite active. I would thought so, yeah. Um, th- that's a, a, it's the sexual drive that's going on. Normally when a dog's neutered, that tends to disappear a little bit just because of the testosterone that's there. But what I would say is probably he was incredibly active when he was younger. Um, yes. And that's now become a habit. And, and yes. it's quite a self without going into details, it's kind of a self-rewarding habit, <laughs> if that makes sense. So what you have to do really is, but, and, and this is not going to be an easy one because a 10-year-old's learned a lot of habits, I would imagine, is just very quietly just take him away, not make a big thing of it. Again, the more energy you put into telling him off for doing it, the more praise you're giving him, therefore the more rewards, and therefore he thinks that's the right behaviour to do. Mm. But at 10, I'm not so sure if that's an easy one to break, to be honest. Mm. Just no. embarrassing. Maybe give him some... We used to have a Jack Russell that was 20. Um, sorry, 19, so she was getting on a bit. So she used to... We called it humping. I don't know what you call it in New Zealand. But we yeah, that's it, right. She used to hump a little fluffy um, uh, draft excluder. So we gave her that because it was less embarrassing than jumping on people that walked in. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe give it an outlet rather than 
trying to stop it. That's pretty tough. <laughs> Trish, all yeah. the best with that because it sounds like a really embarrassing challenge. Um, <laughs> but yeah. All the best, Trish. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers, that was too helpful. Really. I, I guess the other thing, the other example with this is um, be very careful what you do in front of your dog. I get, June, good morning. <laughs> uh, good morning. I'm a first-time caller. I'm, I'm a bit nervous. That's oh, okay, June. Take it the easy, June. You've got, got tons of time. The daughter's got three Bichon Freef dogs. Okay. She's got the daddy, the mummy, and mm. one of the puppies. But Love. he's not a puppy anymore. He's grown up. Now, the daddy one pees on anything and everything. The minute you walk out the door, she goes out the door, he'll pee on the curtains, he'll pee on the legs of the sofa. Oh, no. just, and when I go and stay, I can't put my bag down because he pees on that. Oh, no. He's very, very naughty. Mm. We stand when we let him out in the morning. He usually goes out the front door and he'll pee on the wheelbarrow, anything on the front, big veranda. But I say to him, go, ah, 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 down, down, and he does do it. And then when he comes up, I say, oh, you're such a good boy. But then five minutes later, he's peed somewhere else now. <laughs> so how old is the daddy dog? The daddy, he would be, I should say, around six or seven. Okay. She got him when he was a little bit older. And, and I'm guessing he's not neutered. He is neutered. He is neutered. Oh, okay. he's, he's actually the father of... Two litters. She had okay. two litters to um, him. So he was neutered quite late then, I imagine. Uh, yes. Yeah. Lots of questions. Sorry about that. Um, so, so again, when, when a dog's not neutered, they, they can pick up that habit. And one of the, the scenting, we call it scenting, or leaving their business card, I like to call it, is yes. quite a common thing. It's not... Um, I don't... I don't buy into the fact that it's a dominance thing and, and that kind of thing. It's actually just leaving a business card. Is what we do when we, when we meet someone. We shake their hands and stuff. They have a little pee. Um... If, it's a, if they've got into that habit of doing that, then it's, they don't even think about it. If you actually look sometimes when they're doing it, there's nothing coming out. It's just a, it's just a whole well, action they're doing. Well, you can see coming out all right. something's there. When you get home, there's puddles here, there and everywhere. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Especially on the drain. <clears throat> I, think, I think you've got two issues going on here. That The scenting when you're in the house is a, is a habitual thing that he's got into. Um, and the, the peeing when you leave is a stress-related thing. Now, That's they may we well thought. be linked. Yeah, they yeah. may well be linked. I would probably, because it's not something that you can solve very you know, quickly, I would probably engage your canine behaviourist in your area if, if you can to go through the sort of protocols that you would do to stop that because it would be a bit mm. of confinement, mm. a bit of mm. toy play, building bonds and stuff like that. It's quite a, quite a hard one to crack, but they are two, to me, they're two separate occasions. I would stop him scenting when he's out on the walk and that might start to begin to change that behaviour a little bit inside. Mm. But it's, it's, it's annoying, isn't it, and embarrassing. Where are you calling well, from, June? Seriously, she's, she's really had a belly of him. I'm not surprised, yeah. You know, and I said, well, you will cry if you put him down. You, you oh, will he... be upset, but she's got two grandchildren now crawling around the place. Yeah. June, whereabouts are you calling from? I'm calling from Martin. Do you know anyone in the Martin area that could help Darren? Do you know anyone? Not offhand, but what I'll do is I'll have no. a look. And, yeah. um, if you if you if you're um if you're into using the internet, if you can give me a just drop me an email on my website and then I can search up someone for you and recommend someone. Okay. Yeah. She's good. She is going to go and have a talk to the vet. Yeah, I, I, I personally would be, it would be a shame if you euthanise the dog because I know it peed. That would be a terrible a shame. He's got nature. Yeah. And he's got a glass eye, so I mean, she spent oh. a lot of money on them. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that would be the last resort for me if that was the case. Thank you, June. But, what you do so is what you... name would you be under on the internet? So if you look up, good you, if you look up um, mindfulness for dogs, 
Mindful, mindfulness for dogs with a number four dot com. Okay, and you can find we'll do. Yeah, good on you, June. And yeah. it's Darren Rowe. If you get lost with everything, Darren Rowe. Put Darren Rowe dogs will come up with that yep. too. Come Nothing on. worse than a ubiquitous urinator. But um, <laughs> let's jump into Janice's call. Hi, Janice. Hi, I've got a five-year-old miniature Schnauzer, and every time visitors come to the door and knock, he just rushes to the door, terrifies the people that are going to come in. Mm. They can't come in. Um, and then when they do come in, and if I can't catch them in time, he's right on their ankles. Oh, okay. So I didn't I catch it. I sprayed him with water, but it does sort of take him away, but it doesn't stop it. It's Janice. Janice, sorry, I didn't quite catch that. Um, hi, Janice. Certainly spraying with water is not going to get you the result because that's what we call a negative reinforcer, and you actually end up probably making it worse because um, you put the dog in the fear space and you actually want the dog to make the right choices. It's the natural behaviour for a schnauzer. They're quite, kind of like a little guarding dog. So um, th- if you think about it from a perspective, if you got down on the floor and didn't understand your world, when that door suddenly goes bang, 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 it's quite scary, isn't it, for them? It, uh, well, so, yes, and also the, the, the person that's making the problem is behind the door and they can't see them. So that's why you get that rush to the door. So you have to train it in such a way that the person comes to the door, you open the door, they see the doorbell being rung, they see the person knocking on the door, and then they start to associate, oh, that's what the noise is, and then it's less scary. Then you can double that up with a bit of training so that when the doorbell gets knocked, uh, sorry, when the door gets knocked or the doorbell gets rung, they then know to go away and sit on their bed or go and grab a toy, that sort of thing. So two two pronged attack on that one, but you have to show them what it is to desensitise them. But do mm. it very carefully, do it very slowly. I would take probably two weeks over that one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, as I say, he he likes going to the ankle. Yeah. So so again, that will be a result of the fear that's building up, the tension, the stress of the whole person coming in. By the time the person comes in, it's like, whoa! I've, I've got to take this person out. Mm. If you can slow that fear down and, and slow that stress down as it's happening, then it probably won't escalate to that. Right, yeah, yeah. he he really barks with it. Yeah. Hey, Janice, get in touch with... I reckon this is a good chance for you to get in touch with Darren Rowe from yeah, Mindfulness definitely. for Dogs afterwards as well. It could be worse, of course, if the dog was running down the hallway barking and urinating everywhere. Yes, that that's true. The end of the world. <laughs> Darren, there's a very important week on the way. The Assistance Dogs <coughs> Annual Appeal is coming yeah, up. That's, how, this, that's this week. How important yeah. is this? It's really important. And, and from a, from my own personal perspective, I'm a, I'm a qualified and trained um, primary teacher as well. Mm. So... The assistance dogs, I think it's something like, I can't remember the exact figures, but something like 90% of the dogs that they train to be assistance dogs actually work with children. Mm-hmm. And that's an amazing cause. And, and some of these children, they wouldn't really be able to go to places. Like autism, um, autistic children get really phased by colours and things, and the dogs really help them calm down. So mm-hmm. so it's a massive appeal, and it's, it's probably one of, the, one of the most rewarding appeals for me because it combines my two passions. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, you, you've just got to get out there. It costs $65,000 to train a dog from birth through to death. Mm. Um, an assistance dog. That's a massive amount of money. It is. It is, and it's all voluntary. There's no money from the government or anything. It's all voluntary. Like so many organisations in New Zealand oh. running on the oil of a smelly rag. Mm. Yeah, How actually. do people get in touch with that? How do they make a so contribution? If you search um, on the website, so search for, um, you can type in ADN, Assistance Dogs New Zealand or ADNZ.org.nz as far as I'm aware, mm-hmm. and there's a whole load of stuff on there. Just click on the donate button. I actually just did it about 10 minutes ago, so click on the donate button. Put your credit card details in, put the, put the $2 million uh, amount in there and away you go. As you say, not helped out by the government, but no. really, really necessary to, to help people get oh. through life with difficulties. Incredible, so, yeah. yeah. It's not just for children, it is for adults as well, but yeah. 
Yeah. Put your money where your paws are, Too people. Right. Yeah. So Darren, how do people get in touch with you? So you can find me on social media. Just type in Mindfulness for Dogs. Um, you can find me on my website, mindfulnessfordogs.com or m4dogs.com. And you can find me on 0274 585872. That's very fast, wasn't it? Yeah, it is, but people <laughs> will find you on the yeah, internet. Definitely. Darren Rowe, Mindfulness for Dogs with a four in there. Thank you so much for driving up here. It's been fantastic. Chatting really with enjoyed you, it. As always. Brilliant. Thanks, Roman. Thank you.